Here it comes. Here it comes. Hi, duck. It's a great white death. Ah, it's only got part of the state. And oh, well. Oh, well. Hunker down. Enjoy your evening. Get back. I suppose we'll be in the 40s this weekend, so whatever falls uh, today is probably going to be the majority of the way gone by next Tuesday. So enjoy the whiteness while it's here and just be safe, and then we'll all survive, and we'll get back at it again on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there you have it. Uh, the Bill Michael Show on the air. We're glad to have you today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Over on your, uh, your phone. If you want to shoot us up on Twitter, you can. Give us a shout there, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find us, uh, Ben Z. Kenny, producing the program, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find him there. Also, you can find us over on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Instagram, the same. YouTube, we uh, appreciate it when you subscribe, as many of you have. And go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. You can find us, email thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website, thebillmichaels.com. And you can find all the podcasts and all that kind of stuff on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and over there on uh, on uh, Google Podcasts. Ben Kenny, uh, I know it's uh, snowing a little bit out in Madison. What are you guys expecting there? I don't know. And honestly, <laughs> the la- so last Thursday, obviously, I'm in on the morning show. And uh-huh. they had a big forecast for snow, yet all morning when we were on air, they had canceled school, but no snow was coming down. So we did go on a mini rant about how stupid the weather projections were and how it right. wasn't snowing. And then as soon as we went on air, it proceeded to snow a foot. So I am going to stay away from projecting and just I, I'll rely on the people. If there's okay. big snowfall, they'll send me pictures and I will report it. Gotcha. Okay. I can go along with that. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh well, so be it. But it only happens on Thursdays, which is which is somewhat ridiculous. You're noticing a trend, huh? I might have, yeah. It there's only been one Thursday in the last two months it has not snowed, and that was Groundhog Day. And I might have angered Mother Nature when I talked about the weather and Wisconsin's offense, whether they can Mm -hmm. pass the ball. And since Uh then, Mother Nature, because we do our show in Sun Prairie, I have to drive all the way there. Mother Nature slapped me in the face. Uh, well, she wouldn't be the first person to do that. No, she would not. No. <laughs> uh, glad everybody's safe so far. So, uh, we got, uh, we got some stuff to get to today. By the way, you start off, we had a couple of wins in the Milwaukee area yesterday. The Admirals, they do one of those, uh, uh the Admirals, every now and then we'll get people in the Milwaukee market that'll say, where'd you go? What happened? And it's because, uh, the station we are on, the big nine, tw- the big nine twenty. In Milwaukee, uh, they air the Admirals games, and the contract is that the Admirals games, all of them, air on 920. Well, what they do is they play day games for school kids, which is kind of cool. Minor league teams will do that. So yesterday was a day game for the school kids, so uh, the uh, we were off the air there, but we are back. But uh, we got an Admirals win yesterday, and then a Marquette win over Xavier last night for the top spot in the Big East. Um, Xavier? Do we... Over Xavier, not Xavier. Xavier. No, no, no. It's under Xavier. It's a good one. It's hard they, to beat Xavier. They, yeah, it's hard to beat Xavier when you don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, but do we start looking at Marquette as some sort of very quietly emerging powerhouse, Ben? 
I, I must put my hand up and say I've only watched one of their games this season when Wisconsin somehow beat them. Uh, I have mm-hmm. seen the chatter, though, and a lot of it is people are very impressed at Chaka Smart for how he didn't do much in the portal this offseason, from what I can understand. Right. And yet they were projected ninth or 11th in the Big East, and now I think they're in first with last night's win. So power right. power is a very strong word. They still haven't won a tournament game in correct forever. So yep. I I don't want to throw around the word power. I, I will say they're ascending. Okay, are we now? Um, how how do I? Are we now opening our eyes to Marquette again? Is that a good way to put it? If they win some tournament games, then maybe. Well, but we're but we would be remiss if we didn't pay attention to them. Then all of a sudden in the tournament, the only time we would pay attention is when they win a tournament game. You know, you you gotta you you gotta first of all you gotta win enough games to get in, which is what you know the the Badgers are battling for. Where Marquette at this point they're in, I, I think without a doubt. So that's my that's my that's why I say are we starting to open our eyes to what Marquette has to offer and what Shaka Smart is doing, right? We have to be. I, I think many people are. Okay. It's it's hard for me because I'm here in Madison. And right. I'm, I follow the Badger so closely. And there is the rivalry. But Well, there are times that, that you got, if you want to watch a Marquette game, it's either not there or you really got to search for it. And, and that that's, I agree with you. Sometimes it's, it's hard. It's hard to find a Marquette game. So I understand that. And, and so the Badgers are on much more because of the Big Ten Network much more than what uh, Marquette is, but I, I would agree with you. We're just, uh, we don't get a chance to see enough of Marquette. So I completely understand it. Um, so that, that we got that going on as that team uh, begins to emerge, if you will. Marquette fans will tell you they're already, you know, th- this is it. This is one of those teams. Shaka Smart's got them on the right track. They're going all the way, yada, yada, yada. But uh, the rest of the world is kind of sitting back with their arm kind of like folded and their elbow on their arm and their hand on their chin going, hmm, maybe they are better than what I thought they would be. I think record-wise, you'd obviously have to go in that direction, but we'll wait and see. But, I, but I'm paying attention, paying attention to what Marquette's got going on. And then, here we go, the comment. It just, you know, I thought today uh, when, when I when – I, Finished up last night. I, I went out and I did some running around last evening. And I was over at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. And I love that that place over there. I went over there yesterday for a little bit. And then I ran out to New Mail and said hi to the gang there. And I picked up my, my weight loss in a box, which I, I'm going to have to explain. Because I'm not fully, uh, I got to go through the website and everything because it's kind of, it works in conjunction with. So I'm, I'm excited about it. But uh, I'm going to start that on Monday I, after I read about it and sit down for this weekend. Uh, so I'm going to do that. But I, I went to those two places. I did a little run around, came home last night. I got a cigar, got a couple of beers. I sat down at the bar, started doing some work, flipped on some games, was watching college hoops. And, uh, and I, I thought, you know, here, let's talk about a lot of different things. I was even watching NASCAR last night. Because remember, we're, we're only, you know, you got the Daytona 500 coming. So the, the, the giant Super Bowl of NASCAR, even though I, that, that clash in the Coliseum or what the hell ever they call it is one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen, and which is the reason I pay absolutely zero attention to it. Um, 
But we got NASCAR coming. I thought, there's a lot of different stories here. You know, a lot of good things. You know, we know Matt Kenseth has gone into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. You know, we've, we've got Jimmy Johnson coming back. He's going to do the one time, try to win the Daytona 500. There's some nostalgia there. There's some star power coming back. I'm thinking, you know, okay. And then Tiki and Tierney, it's, it's, I'm listening to it nationally this morning. I was out, I uh, went over to the gym, went and got my hair cut, dropped off some uh, dry cleaning. And I flip on Mad Dog, I flip on Barstool, I flip on ESPN, and it's just all Aaron Rodgers all the time. It just is. And then the question becomes twofold. One is, should he or should he not retire just a Packer? Should he just stay and call it a day? You know, just stay, work it out, get this thing done, run it back. Or if he goes somewhere else, say like New York, with Aaron Rodgers and the, yeah, sure, you know, hey, Aaron, are you vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, I'm immunized. Or, hey, Aaron, you know, I heard the thumb's broke. No, it's hurt. Oh, okay. So the little, you know, cryptic double talk and, you know, the, the media that's not supposed to question him but is, but when he gets on Pat McAfee and says it and people talk about it, but he doesn't want people talking about him, but he'll go on and talk about it and all that kind of stuff. And, and so... On the Tiki and Tierney show, they had a message for Aaron Rodgers. If you plan on coming to New York, buddy, you better be able to handle it. Here's what they had to say. Basically, shut the hell up, Ian. And Schefter, too. And Schefter. But forget Schefter, because no. he rapports our guy, okay. right? Basically, shut the hell up. Stop talking about me. And as I'm reading the full quotes, I mean, you heard the snippets, but as I'm reading the full quotes from his Pat McAfee um, uh, a weekly appearance, talking about Schefter, talking about Rappaport, basically saying I've been nobody knows what's going on with me except for me, and stop talking about me. It just made me start to realize that if he is that sensitive, that he gets upset that people, reporters, opinion makers, uh, influencers, whoever want to talk about him. He is going to struggle in New York, and I don't know if it's the right fit for him. I don't know if I want him in New York if this is going to be his reaction to things that don't matter, right? If Aaron Rodgers doesn't want people talking about him, talking about his offseason, talking about his personal life, talking about all these things Mm -hmm. that are going on with Aaron Rodgers, he needs to stop talking. But when you go and you're doing something that feels odd, to normal society, which is going to sit in a cabin in the woods for four days in complete uh, sensory isolation. It's just kind of, we're going to talk about it. Right? You have to. It's our job to. And for him to get offended by that, he's not going to handle the intensity of the New York media scape. And that's obviously traditional media, social, and everything else if he's here. I don't know if I want him here because it's going to turn into a quick pain in the ass of Aaron Rodgers' is thin. Wow. That, that's Yikes. shallow that he's taking shots at Ian Rappaport. There you go. There you go. Don't want to know. Don't know if I even want him here because he's going to be a big pain in the ass. Okay. And he can handle it. Um, I don't. I, first of all, let me say, I don't know if I, I buy into all of that. Uh, I just don't. I, I Rogers has been 
under scrutiny for a while now, Uh, pretty much ever since he chose to go on the Pat McAfee show. But I do agree that when you get that sensitive about what's being said about you, but you're the one doing the talking, I also agree with that, that that you, you can't have it both ways. So it is what it is. You, if you're going to, if you're going to talk, people are going to scrutinize. People are going to listen. Why do you think that's the biggest segment, the most listened to segment of the Pat McAfee show, period? I mean, McAfee's done a lot, but can you tell me 10 big things that McAfee has done besides have Aaron Rodgers on? And when you ask people, they can't. Get sued by Brett Favre. Well, (laughs) but I'm talking about on the show. Yes. He has ripped Brett Favre. Yeah, he's ripped Brett Favre. So there's one. There's He's had a couple of good guests, but there's not much beyond that. But when Rodgers is on, the world listens. Big, th- big time. Big time. So, I look, I, I've defended Rodgers. I've analyzed what he said, I've defended him, and there are times where I have gone after him in the sense of some of the things you say are either hypocritical or um, unbelievably self-absorbed sounding or the perception becomes reality in people's minds that you're very self-absorbed. So, I mean, I, you know, and some of the things that he's talked about in, in pointing fingers at players and other, other players and, you know, the responsibility more, you know, he'll say, yeah, I did this, but, and then it, he proceeds to go through a litany of things where he blames everybody else. I've, I, I've gone after him on that, but there are things that Roger says. It's like, wait a minute, come on. He, he never said that. And like we talked about yesterday, the whole, oh, the, the Packers are, they have made up their mind. Who says that without quoting anybody, putting any, any kind of substance behind it? And it's like we are, we, I mean mass media, we are hell-bent in putting a wedge between him and the organization, trying to play out the same drama as, which there is. I, I Look, some of it's self-created by, by Aaron Rodgers, but there is that drama. It's like we're you know going through deja vu as if we're going to relive the Brett Favre saga again. And to a certain extent, we are. Don't get me wrong. But I, again, you know what I'm saying. But it's it's all of this blown up stuff. Some of it rightfully so. And some of it is just, it's like he said it. Then this guy said it. Then this guy said it. Then this guy said it. And it's now being reported as fact. But there's no fact to it. It starts out as an opinion. So th- there's there's a lot of layers to Aaron Rodgers and what's going on. And I think sometimes you need to take a step back and say, okay, what was actually said? What is he actually doing? Why is it a big deal? Why is it not a big deal? And 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 just wait. You know, now I, I get that, you know, people are saying, well, look, and I agree. You got to, a decision's got to be made at some point. Because it, just like before, the longer you hold on, the longer you hang, the worse it gets. It, it hurts the team. It hurts your it hurts your teammates. It hurts, you know, and people say, well, it doesn't hurt them. It, yeah, it does. Because what your team needs to do, now granted, your team has plan A and plan B, 
What, what you would love to hear is just, I'm all in. I'm ready to go. I want to run this thing back. I still feel good. I feel like I can win. Let's do this, man. And then your team says, okay, let's go. They have one direction, one plan, one reason to do, to wake up in the morning, and that's to do the thing in this direction. Now everybody's, you know, we're calling, we're talking, but we're not talking, but we can't talk until he makes a decision. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Now's the time that a lot of groundwork is laid and you can't do everything you want to do until you find out if he is or if he isn't coming back and what's the money going to be and what's he going to agree to. And that's, that's the problem. It's not what he, whether he wants to come back or not, that that's fine. But it's the timing, it's the dragging it out. It's the, I've got to go into darkness. It's, it's all the weird ass crap that he throws out there and, and teach his own, but he puts it out there on display and says, this is who I am, you have to accept me. And when people say, this is goofy, this is not my cup of tea, he chastises them for the exact same thing that he wants to be accepted for. You know, it's kind of like arguing with an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old in your house so who says, Mom and Dad, you have to accept me for who I am. And you say, well, that's fine, but you also... We have to accept our rules and, and what we have as human beings and the respect that we deserve as your parents. I've had this discussion with my daughter before. you got to do what I want, and you've got to think this, and I've got to be able to do this and be free to be me. Okay, you want that responsibility? Here's your stuff. You're on your own. Go be you. What? Wait, wait a minute. What? I, I'm not ready to go out into the world. Well, then kiss my ass. Get back in the house. Do what you're supposed to do. I'll respect you. You respect me. That's like talking to Rogers. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio. Welcome back. I'm excited. Snow's flying outside. Maybe we'll get the camera back up. I don't know why you need to see snow, but maybe you do. Who knows? Tiki Hut looks a little sad. All snow covered. I just sit here and dream of days, and I'm uh, drinking a big margarita out there. Maybe doing the show out there again this year. We had a lot of fun. Going to start taking the show back out on the road relatively soon. We get a get a few-week reprieve where we're not uh, doing a lot of outward appearances, and then... Uh, then we'll head back. I start to get that itch again. It's like, nah, we need to get back out and, and mix and mingle. We need to we need to do that. Uh, speaking of that, if you're going to do something really kind of cool, uh, mix and mingle with our friends from Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. Not only is it veteran-owned, but uh, it is fantastic. Um, I, you know, you can preach about a lot of things, about it being local. It's right here in Racine, Wisconsin uh, is where it's based. You can talk about the veteran aspect of all of this, but the bottom line is it's good. Uh, everybody I've ever sent it to, you know, I'll say, Hey, have you tried it? Nah, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Here you go. Here's a bottle. Oh my God, this is great. And then they order. Then they, then they start to order the kit. They have hot sauces. Oh yeah. They have rubs. Oh my God. Yes. Try the rub. Try this. Try the tactical. Oh my God. So burnpitbbq.com. Go to burnpitbbq.com. Um, Ben, you know, we haven't gotten into the, uh, you know, the, the whole brewers thing heavily. Uh, we haven't discussed things heavily, and I know that there are some people that do want to talk Brewers baseball. But, I, you know, like we talked about yesterday, and I want to get into this for just a second because we, we talked a little bit about it uh, here going into the top of the hour. But tell me, your, and normally I do this coming into opening day, but I, I'm, I'm going to ask you as pitchers and catchers are reporting, what is your level of excitement for Brewers baseball? 
Uh, I'm excited for baseball. The right? Brewers playing specifically. Like, I'm excited. They have new additions. I'm excited to see if they could figure out last year's problems. But it is not as high as it's been. I'm frankly kind of excited for the circus going on around the team with X-Golf and all their promotions relating uh-huh. to the thing inside their stadium that brings people away from the game to play golf. Right. So so you're looking a, forward to maybe possibly X-Golfing it and I, maybe possibly attending a game or enjoying a few things around the Brewers. But as far as your level of excitement for the Brewers and the NL Central, the division, all that, it's kind of like, meh, meh, meh. I mean, they'll be pretty good. I, I think it'll be a similar team as to what we've seen. I think excitement will raise if we see a lot of the questions be answered offensively. But it's hard mm-hmm. to get that into, like, I'm excited for baseball to come back. But it's hard to talk right. myself into the Brewers accomplishing great things with how things have gone recently. And frankly, I'm frightened that they're going to trade more top players come deadline. Right. Oh, I, that's a given. Yeah, if they can uh, awash themselves of some of the debt that Bally's is uh, apparently stacking up on them by not making their payments and filing for bankruptcy, yeah, you can see the money dump almost coming. Now, if guys suddenly play to the back of their baseball card or beyond or start to surprise you, then maybe things change. But I'd, uh, I, I'd agree. I, I, you, my, I, I was talking to my buddy from Cincinnati last night. I was talking to Scott, and he and I talk – probably twice a week, you know, and I'll say, so what's it like down there? And they have, the only hope they have is their farm system is rated really high. They've been stockpiling talent for a while. And they're a lot like the Brewers were going back to 2002, 2003, where they were starting to bring in some guys. You went, okay, if this starts to really matriculate, then this would be pretty good. And then 2006 and seven and eight, you started to see it. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, the bronze and the court, you know, the hearts came up and J.J. Hardy and, you know, all those guys started to emerge and then they all hit it once. And you're like, wow, this has been fantastic. You trade away a couple of pieces, you get some good pitching and then off you go. That's kind of where they're at. There's that optimism, not necessarily for the big league team, but for the minor league system. So he said, well, how's how how the Brewers going to be? So, well, they got pitching. And then the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, I can't believe they're not doing more to help the pitching. And I said, I think you're pretty much what a – you're wearing it on your sleeve the way a Brewers fan is right now, to be honest with you. I think the Brewers are sitting there thinking, you made your investment. It was in uh, Christian Christian Yelich. And I think we all go to church as a Brewers fan every Sunday. We drop to our knees and say, uh, you know, please, dear Lord, you know, can you just, you know, focus for just, you know, even an in- – you know, an infinitesimal second on Christian Yelich and give him back the ability to hit the baseball again. Please. Okay, now get back to everything else you got going on in the world, which is a very big world with a lot of people that are all praying. But for just that that millisecond, can you please give, uh, give Christian Yelich some attention because he needs it? Because that's what everybody's hoping for. Because if he's another, you know, ter- just horrific boat anchor again this year, you know, basically, you know, line drive singles, not really much pop in the bat, home runs that just don't come, can't draw draw an RBI to save his life and strikes out on more than a, one occasion per game, then it's, it's your $29 million paperweight. That's all he is.
He's going to be a boat anchor and albatross around this organization for quite some time. So here's well, the problem, though. It's like, yeah. what's the story surrounding the Brewers entering this season? Is it the farm system? Is it Yelich? Is it the Contreras guy they got from the Braves? Is it some of the additions? Or is it the fact that their star pitcher is pissed off that he lost an ARB hearing and the team disrespected him? And will the Brewers trade him or not? Like, what's uh, the story? I would say it's the last one right now. Corbin Burns is making news right now. This is what he had to say as they have now reported, and he is not happy. At the hearing, flew in the night before. Um, had the hearing all day Tuesday. Um, spent Valentine's Day on a plane. Um, got home at you know ten, eleven o'clock, and and got to see my wife before she fell asleep. So that was kind of how the Valentine's Day went. So that was that was fun, but. Um, yeah, like I say, you, you kind of find out your true value. Um, you think you, you work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the, with the big league team, and um, you get in there and basically they, they value you much different than what you thought you'd, you contributed to the organization. Um, and it's just, you know, it's obviously it's tough to hear, it's tough to take, but, you know, they're trying to do what they can to win a hearing. Um, but I think there was obviously other ways that they, they could have gone about it. Um, and um, probably been a little more respectful with the, with the way they went about it. But... Um, you know, at the end of the day, here we are. Um, you know, they, they obviously they won it, um, but it, it, when it came down to, to winning or losing the hearing, it was, it was more than that for me. Corbin, this is everyone's fear for a player, especially a star player going to a hearing, that it creates just some maybe not bad blood, but just some hard feelings that weren't there before. Um, how, how do you guys repair that? Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no denying that the relationship was definitely, definitely hurt from... Um, you know, what what perspired over the last couple of weeks there you go there's no denying that the relationship is definitely hurt from what transpired he said perspired but transpired over the last couple of weeks um and you're talking about now again we throw numbers around you know pretty easily because it's not our money and when you're talking 10 million 11 million and you're $700,000 apart for a guy that's won a Cy Young. If I'm the team, I'm like, give it to him. He's earned it. He's right. He's busted his ass. He's been a premier pitcher. He's been one of the best in the league that others have just salivated at possibly getting. And you want to you wanna take this guy and beat him up for seven hundred grand. Uh, I know organizations... Um, I know organizations have a responsibility to watch the money, but there's sometimes you just you do what's right. And uh, apparently, Corbin Burns said the Brewers made him a two-year offer a day or two before the hearing that was, quote, pretty poor, that he said was uh, the only mention so far of any sort of multi-year deal. And uh, that was it. That was it. A two-year deal. In other words, we know we're not going to be able to keep you. And that's sad. That's the state of the Brewers. That's the state of the Brewers. I, I, <laughs> so when you say you want to talk Brewers, what, what do you want to talk about? I know that I've seen the meme of Mark Antanasio sitting in the front seat, or the front uh, seat uh, right there at Miller Park, or at American Family Field now. Yeah, I'm so used to saying it. Uh, sitting there with the headset on, waving, and it's got the thing underneath that normally would say Mark Antanasio Brewer's owner, and instead it says something else that people have filled in, and it flies around. I see it 
at least once a day. Um, this is this is what else Corbin Burns had to say. Take a listen. Yeah, there's there, there's really no way of getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're we're professionals, and we're going to go out there and, and do our job, and I'm going to keep doing what I can every five, every fifth day that I go out there. But um, you know, when some of the things that are said that. Um, you know, for instance, basically, basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know, we can go go about a hearing without having to do that. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that, you know, obviously, you know, they, there was no attacking of, of character, of, you know, person of who I was, but um, just the just the some of the stuff that was said that you know definitely didn't need to be um, said is, is is something that you know I think kind of disappointed everyone. There you go. Damn. No attacking of character, but some of the things that were said didn't need to be said. That's an arbitration hearing, and that's I, what else do you do? They said he was the reason they missed the playoffs. Yeah, are you kidding? I mean, it's it's play that again for people that didn't catch that. Play that again, Ben, if you would. Hurt from um, you know what what perspired over the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's really no way of getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're we're professionals, and we're going to go out there and, and do our job, and I'm going to keep doing what I can every five, every fifth day that I go out there. But um, you know, when some of the things that are said that um, you know, for instance, basically basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know? There you go. Put me in the forefront as to the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. Wow. How do you say that? How do you say that about him? You got a $29 million paperweight who can't hit. Colton Wong had an off season. You're sending guys to the plate that can't even put the ball in play. And (laughs) you're going to blame it on Corbin Burns. Or at least insinuate that he was part of the problem. That's obviously it's Adam McAlvey that's uh, interviewing him. And Adam does a lot of different stuff with uh, the Brewers now. But God, how do you even. Bill, I think um, it's not only do I think it's false because the reason they missed the playoffs is because the bullpen collapsed because they traded its best pitcher and tried to fill it with dudes that can't get outs. I haven't even addressed the Josh Hader trade. It's that's the most disrespectful thing you could say to your star player who you kind of now need to woo to come back. How do you win games without these guys? The rest of your team right. stinks. And so, you know, somebody said uh, on the live stream, was this something that's said by the GM? It's usually by people. Yeah. Your general manager and or team president, player personnel, people that sit in these arbitration hearings uh, with your agent and yourself and they go back and forth about this is what it is in front of an arbiter. And that's what you do. You argue your case. And they, you know, for Corbin Burns to say they, they meaning the team or whomever it is was speaking, they insinuated they missed the playoffs because of him. They didn't make it to the postseason, in essence, because of him. And he's like, that just didn't need to be said. You know, that, that, I, I, I Wow. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd be of the mindset of as soon as I get a chance to get out of here. I mean, unless I just value the relationship with, say, Craig Council and the guys around me. I love the city. My wife loves 
the people in the city. My kids love the people in the city. Sure, certainly then I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I hope it works out here. I hope this was a, a bump in the road. But <laughs> I'll tell you this, there is no hometown discount. You just disrespected me. And I'm going to remember that. How do you do that? You know, I, I, I just, how do you do that? That's, boy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk more about this when we come back. I want to get your perspective on it as a Brewers fan. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, we talked about it the other day. Terrific new menu. A lot of different food items over at the Social House. H-A-U-S over there on uh, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Dan Dell is the owner, and him and his wife, Allison, and their staff are great people. They do a great job making you feel at home, just caring, good, genuine people. But it's a fun place. Get a beverage, get something to eat. A lot of new menu items, whether it's appetizers. Uh, the Tiger Burger is absolutely awesome. The meatball sub is fantastic. There's so much there. Uh, yeah, by all means, stop into the social house, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. That is a good place to go. I can't recommend it highly enough. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 